I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most five-thumbed podcast network. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Demarillis. This is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. Today on the show we have comedian, graphic artist and father, Matt O'Neill. How you doing, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, George. How are you? I'm good. Am I allowed to ask you questions? Yes, you are. But only three, so yeah, you've used one. I've only got one. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're in a safe space. You still have two in the back pocket. If you and- look unwell, I'll try it again. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. and I- I'm legally obligated to tell the whole truth. So <laughs> uh, how am I doing? Not great. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you. I-, I-, I did like you putting in the-, the graphic designer and the father part instead of just a comedian. You're like, I'm a whole person. I'm not yeah. defined by just one factor of myself. I feel awkward people calling me comedian though as well anyway because yep. I've only been doing it uh, like a few years. And yeah, I'm really good. I get it. Calm down, everyone. But, you know, let's not do labels just yet. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. What is your most comedian moment actually? You opened for some... Uh, I, I opened for Steve Hughes at the Athenaeum. That was probably... That's- yeah. That was my That's... third gig. Um, <laughs> nah, that was that was a couple of years in. Um, how many? How many? How big is the Athenaeum? Um, I think it. I think that night there was like eight to nine hundred people there. That's a um, good. Yeah, so it was pretty daunting, and because mm. it's the le- levels. Because as you know, normally we're just used to talking in front of smaller audiences, maybe <laughs> just a or, tad. Yeah, but even even at the the comics lounge, it's it, they're all on one level. You yeah. know what I mean? This was three levels high and like they're just towering above you and and looking at, and and unfortunately because steve was filming it for a special this the audience was lit up a lot more than it normally would be so i could see every single face of those eight nine hundred faces so it was pretty terrifying terrifying but also i'm guessing you did all right it went great yeah it was a lot of fun i think the the best part was i did 16 minutes um and i was pretty sure because i was asked to do 20 mm-hmm. and i was like yeah 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 sure uh, i only have i don't even have five but like <laughs> i at that time i had like maybe 10 minutes yeah and i said to him yeah well i have 20 by that time by the time i got to the actual night he said uh 
we just need 15. And I was like, that's, that's good because I've only got 10. But um, it was because it's such a big room, the laughs last a lot longer. Mm, and I've it, heard that. Yeah. And, and, you know, they kind of like filter all the way to the back and then they come back again for a, another, it's like a wave. Mm. Um, so it adds minutes on. So, yeah, 16 minutes I ended up doing, which was the most exciting part of that night. <laughs> and, then, and then I went out. Can I say how how – like visceral can be here on this. As thing. visceral as it yeah, is cool. whole point. I, <laughs> we're doing Dracula as the book, so it's yeah. going to be visceral. <laughs> <laughs> I um I then went off stage, um, backstage. I bought Steve on from out, out of the back, which was more terrifying than anything because it was being recorded for his, his special. So I had to do that. And it was simple. It was just, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Hughes. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was terrified of doing that. Did it? Just practicing the shower beforehand. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pacing up and down. Yeah. With the, with the, I actually, the, the most embarrassing part is I had it written on a bit of paper and held it up while reading. <laughs> like I read it out. You read it? I read it out, <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Like I was like, was it actually, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Hughes? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Steve Hughes. <laughs> that was it. Like I can remember it now. But look, it's probably the last time I was super, super, super nervous because after doing that, you're, you're fine kind of for other gigs. There's been a couple of gigs I've been really nervous with, but mm-hmm. um, I was that nervous. As soon as Steve went on stage, I took off. I was the only person backstage because everyone was watching Steve and filming and blah, blah, blah. And I took one of the biggest nervous dumps I've ever done in my life in the toilet backstage, but listening to this guy just destroying, a, like I did well, but this, they were there to see Steve. And it was just this like raucous laughter. It was quite, it was bizarre having that as your backdrop while you're, you're just unloading <laughs> into the toilet. So, so yeah, that was, um, that was my Steve Hughes experience. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's say yes, that, 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 that is an exciting first like, kind of, yeah, it was it's the, yeah. it's the big thing that's happened, probably. Yeah, it's great. And it's downhill since then. So, it's all downhill, uh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm on here. Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. It's just me and you, George. Now. Yeah, that's where that's it is. It. Mm. It's all that's left. And uh, yeah, look, I'm your fan still. So that's oh, cool. I, I love you too, George. Oh. He's gorgeous. Do, they, do your listeners know you're gorgeous? Um, they could always hear it more. Yeah, he is. I love him. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. We spent some time together during the fest. That was cool. We, we got to hang out. Yeah, yeah. Introduce you to some tunes. You did. Yeah. <laughs> New order. Yeah. Oh, Ugh, there you mate. go. And you did make me appreciate, uh, what's it called again? Bizarre Love Triangle. Oh, that is good. a good, that's a, it's a it's good a track. Great, yeah, great pop it's song. A good track. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great. Mm, I've been going hard on the, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's, it's going, <laughs> whose podcast is this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you smooth, you smooth bastard. All right. Yeah. So, um, I guess now to give some background on you, uh, before we go into the book, uh, I guess, uh, Everyone can tell you're not from here. I'm not from here now. Um, so, where? What, what's your history? I guess did you did you start off like when did you move to Australia? I moved here when I was 14. So okay. that's I've been here a long time. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's because you are not a young man. No, I'm not. I'm 41 now. So <laughs> I've been here quite a few years. Yeah. Um, and thanks for that, George. But yeah, no, I've been here quite a few years. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, am I? That's right. Yeah, but it's. Um, yeah, this book actually has a lot to do with where I come from. So that's that's one of the reasons. Oh, really? Uh, t- yeah, yeah, which I guess we'll get into. Yeah, I mean, we so. can uh, jump ar- i just like to you just give some framing, but let's try this way. Can we can jump around. You know what? I've always wanted to try it. Let's try it this way. Okay, your book of choice. Let's throw it out. Throw just, the book just out. Do you it. Know? Just do it. <laughs> Anti-establishment, right? Uh, your book of choice for today is? 
uh, Dracula. It's not called Count Dracula, but he is Count. It's Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> losing some credibility immediately. <laughs> yeah. Count Dracula. It's like this by Ladybird, the, uh, the Ladybird edition <laughs> children's Dracula. Yeah, no Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. Yeah. Um, he's. <laughs> <laughs> you read it? Puppet. Um, yes, yes. Well, no, actually, technically, no. Okay. I've, I've, well, no, yes, I have. I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. So, audiobook. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It has like a, it's a proper production where it's got like different um, actors doing each. I, I didn't know. I've learned. I learned the word because of the book, the epistolary format. That's right. Yeah. Um. Doc through documents and diary entries. Yeah, yeah. And, so it's yeah, all yeah. done through diary entries and all that, and so it's actually perfectly suited to having a cast read it out yeah. because, and it's like quite a good cast it's got tim curry and stuff in it and oh, uh, wow. yes they i've listened have, to that one actually as well yeah I've brilliant yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it's so good and it's maybe it realize how bloody good that book is yeah I, it's funny I, I don't know if it's a yeah i don't know if it's a great book but um it's 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 you, you get into the the when you read it i found it quite annoying like because it's just documents there is it's not like a, a narrative as normal a normal novel would be, but um, you do get into the swing of it, and by the end of it, it's like, oh yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and I mean, like it is written. Um, it's still basically because it's just like, dear diary, this is what happened today. Yeah, and then yeah. different people <laughs> writing it, and occasionally it's newspaper clippings. So I don't think it's like too far off. Yeah. Um, but I would have had a different reading experience reading it than I would have listening to it. Obviously, completely. So, yeah. Yeah. When um, did you? When did you first read it? Um. Uh, I first read the actual, the real unabridged novel when I was twelve. Starting, starting early. Starting early, yeah, yeah. Um, but I read the Ladybird <laughs> children's book when I was like six or something like that, and unabridged versions from like I was what it was. I was just a huge Dracula fan, and still am. Like I, I collect stuff for Dracula. I don't, I don't think people looking at me would ever think this would be a thing because I'm not like goth, am I? No, no. <laughs> Which I think is what most people think a Dracula fan would be. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a like a, a Dracula enthusiast, like a lifelong one as well. Life, since I was yeah, since I was like six is the earliest I can remember. Oh wow, it. yeah. So it's um that's what because I was like, is it a great book? Not really. Is it the best book I've ever read? Probably not. But it's probably the the book that's had. It's a book. Hello, <laughs> that's okay. And it's had an effect on my my entire life. So um yeah. I, I, yeah, like you've known it too long to even be able to say yeah, whether you yeah, like it, has it or not. To, it has to be. It's like the Beatles, you know, like, yeah, yeah. sure, I'll have other music, but they're probably, yeah, they're the best. I yeah, yeah. Know, that's it. So this is probably the thing that's, yeah. Wow, from that young. From that young, man, yeah, yeah. And that's... it's it's got a little bit of a, a bearing in comedy as well, like a, a start start from Abbott and Costello, um, Meet Frankenstein, which is a film, and Dracula's in that, and he's probably the even though it's called Meet Frankenstein, he's probably the main. Bela Lugosi's Dracula's the main thing, but also as I was saying, where I, I was, I was born in a place called Middlesbrough, um, thirty miles up the road is a town called a little sea village called um, fishing village called Whitby, which is where Bram Stoker conceived Dracula. So that whole town is filled with the lore of of Dracula, and we'd go there for holidays, and it's like my favorite place on the planet. And you're just, you know, it, just the atmosphere of that place is, it's it's fish and chips and Dracula. That's it. So <laughs> I, I loved it. So like when you say uh, it's filled with it, are you saying it's in like touristy Dracula stuff? Or do yeah, you- heaps, now more than ever. Not so much when I was a kid. They had this thing called the, the Dracula Experience, which was like a waxworks museum. And it is the worst. I'll show you a photo from it before <laughs> we, when we finished. <laughs> But it was—it's the worst waxwork experience thing ever. Like it's just like so bad. Like 
a step up from mannequins, but just really poorly executed. But just, I loved it. I just loved it. Like it was dark and it had sound effects and, you know. And, when you were a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. It's been there since I was a kid till now. It's still running. Um, so did you did you go there first and then read the book or did you read the book and then go there? And Do you even know? No, so we we would go to Whitby, like I said, for, for holidays and it would be there. And then I watched this Abbott and Costello um, film and just like fell in love with it and uh, and comedy, I guess, because Abbott and Costello, mm. you know. Um, and also uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller was a big thing too because that was horror and it was, you know, scary. And it was like, wow, this is a whole... This is a whole thing. These monsters, you know, I was a monster kid. That's what they call them. Like, I, I'm really into to monsters and that. So, yeah, Dracula. And then you've got Hammer Horror and all this kind of stuff. I don't know if you know of that. What's but, Hammer Horror? Uh, Christopher Lee was uh, the actor with, and Peter oh, yeah. Cushing. Yeah, they were in I these Dracula films. Lee. Right. Sarah Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, and, and they would be on late night on, on the BBC. Like, and my mum would tape them for me on the old VCR. Um, and I'd get up and watch them in, my, in the morning. I just, I just loved them. So yeah, it's just it's it's like I I still have stuff at home now, like collections of stuff and uh, film posters in particular, like mo- old movie posters and things like that. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a real nerd. This is like blowing your mind, isn't it? It's mad, it, like for multiple <laughs> reasons. Like <laughs> the level of geekery, geekery is absolutely adorable. Yeah, yeah, oh, full anyone. on. Yeah. yeah, anyone who geeks out that kind of thing, I love it so much. Um, but also just how deeply intertwined. Yeah, this yeah. is with your life. Yeah, because like, yeah. you're obsessed with music as well. I love music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that it was like featured in Thriller, which you were loving as a kid, and then it's like, it's and all, then the comedy as well. It's like everything. It all ties together. Yeah, John Landis, I guess, because he directed Thriller. Did he? Yeah. Oh, the music. Yeah, the music and American Mel from London, and then also Animal House and Trading Place. You know, like there's he's he's quite funny. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So so yeah. So you you almost. Oh, so it's got the warmest. Oh, it's so deep. It's so interesting when I read meet people like this who just like the book is so deeply intertwined with you. Yeah, from from forever. Yeah, like you wouldn't even know. <laughs> basically, as long as your memory has existed in your own head, you've basically had Dracula in your life. Yeah, that's just it. That's just it. And it's been a you know that's where I the first Halloween because we have Halloween's a thing in the UK. I know it's becoming more of a thing here, but it was a thing in the UK. Has it always been a thing in the UK? Well, it was when I was a kid. Yeah, I thought I mean, it was I like an American it, thing. Well, I think it actually started in the UK. But the Americans just do what they did with it and made it bigger and better. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Halloween was was a th- I believe it started in the UK. But yeah, we I just remember dressing up as Dracula. Um, that's the, the yeah the original thing. That's like I would have been four, five maybe. <sighs> so not into him as much as I was later. But that's because you know, like it's an easy costume. It's a cape. Yeah, you can buy. They sell them at every two dollar yeah. shop. In town, I know because I always go, Oh, Dracula, it always catches my eye wherever I am. I'm like, oh, Should I buy that? No, that's stupid, but yeah, man, he looks stupid, man. Yeah. You're a grown man, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just it's it's always been there, man. Like, um, I don't know, uh, yeah, like, like I, I think people are shocked to find that. I tell you what, I went to a um, this is years ago, me and my mum were at a, a market in Perth, and there was a, a, a fortune teller, this little old fella, and uh. My mum said, oh, I might have a, you know, have a reading. And I don't believe in any of this stuff. Like, even even though I'm into the Dracula thing and that, I don't believe in ghosts or any supernatural mm-hmm. stuff. But my mum sat down and he did the did this reading with him. And he, um, he was like, oh, you're having troubles with your marriage, which I thought was quite brave of him to say that because she was wearing her wedding ring. 
but she, he, her, my, her and my father had separated just before they, this reading. Mm-hmm. So he was on the ball. I was like, that's, that's kind of that's impressive. Anyway, my mum's like, do you want to have a go? I'm like, I'll have a go at this. Yeah, let's see what he says. Um, and uh, the first thing he said, oh, you love sex. And my mum stood right there. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's, 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 who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't? You yeah. know what I mean? So that's kind of bullshit. But then he said, oh, you're really into like um, like vampires and things like that. And I was like, how the fuck? Because I was wearing my Middlesbrough soccer shirt and shorts. Like, th- again, like you, you're shocked by like this guy that you see before you like in Dracula. This this was like I was in soccer gear. And he's like, oh, you're like into vampires and, what? and things like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, like, how the fuck does he know this? How did how does he yeah, know that? I don't know. So what do you mean? Like, yeah, That's it's so specific. So specific to a guy who's wearing a soccer shirt, looks like a, a soccer hooligan for all intents and purposes. You look like you still do. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's where he he, he, he picked that out. And the thing, so that with my mum's marriage breakdown and this, and I was just like, and the sex thing, he was right. But again, who doesn't? I was like, wow, yeah, this is... Um, this is weird, isn't it? The fortune teller thing. So maybe, I don't know. So you saw a real fortune And he vanished. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't vanish. But yeah, that was in Perth. So well, that's, how old were you then? I was only like, uh, I would have been 24, 22, okay. 22 to 24, I think. Yeah. Right about that. That's so Mm. Let's split the difference. Yeah. yeah, adorable that you're going around with your mum seeing fortune tellers, even as a 23 year old. Well, yeah, I was just I was over visiting in Perth and went to a market. We weren't going to see a fortune teller. We were there to <laughs> to buy fruit and veg. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which just, we could no longer afford. Just, just get a side enough. of fate. <laughs> fruit. Couldn't afford. How about Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so, so what, your parents based in Perth? Um, uh, no, my mum lives here now. She lives out the back of my house. Okay, in that house. Like not, not, no, no, not just not in, in the, the treehouse. <laughs> just roams the garden. She's, she's very small. My old man lives in in Perth with uh, my two brothers. Live in Perth as well, not with him. But um, and my sister lives here in in Melbourne now as well. Okay. So you um. So you moved here when you were fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. And you, I'm guessing, you moved to Perth, Melbourne. Oh right, yeah, so they all left Melbourne. They all left apart Melbourne. from your mum. Yeah, that is that's okay. Yeah. Um. No, no, no. But she left as well, and then she's come back here just recently. In the last five years. It's very confusing. I'm yeah, sorry. okay. So, so you came to Melbourne and then grew up here for how long? Um, they were here till I turned 18. Right? And then and they then all left. They all left. Like, the whole fam. Yeah, it was, my old man's in the oil industry. So okay. he, he, he had to follow the work. So he, he took the whole family off to Perth. I stayed here because um, I had a girlfriend oh. who's now my wife. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolute sweetheart. I am, aren't I? I know you are. It's really, weird because I think people don't think I am. <laughs> well, look, your style of comedy is uh, quite dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not, it's not, it's quite filthy. It's not sweetheart. No, no. Mm, that's not a, sweetheart material. But <laughs> your childhood sweetheart, 18 mm. years old. Um, and you're a geek, Dracula geek. That's Dracula, adorable. Yeah. Um, okay, so then they all left, and then you just stayed here, and that's it. So you've lived here. So you were on your own basically from 18. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was just weird because I was such a homesick kid. Um, and it's just funny because my son, who's 11, he he just went to school camp, and he doesn't cry at anything. He's quite a tough little kid. Um, he wouldn't look at. It. He's quite nerdy, but he's just he doesn't cry for some reason. Uh, he just doesn't cry. But he was in tears the day he left for camp. It was just the other week, and I was like, yeah, that's that's me. That's that's where I was like, but for whatever reason, I yeah when when my family went, I think it's obviously because I was with my, my 
partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt at home in Melbourne. I love Melbourne as well. Like Melbourne's great. Perth yeah. is very boring, especially twenty years ago. Yeah, even yeah. more so. Good. Um, but I uh, just yeah, Melbourne boy really love my coffee, mm-hmm. love my coffee, and my Draculas. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like my girl, my coffee, my Draculas, <laughs> my Draculas, and the funnies, my ha-has, and oh. talking like this. That's it, man. It's a fun voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, right. So, oh, man, that's so – like straight away, there's actually a few things there I want to lo- look at. Mm. Uh, firstly, because you've just mentioned it, um, the homesick thing. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you're saying that mm. because like your favorite book or the one that means the most to you is mm. Dracula, mm. and it seems like that was very much – a home thing, right? That's yeah, a symbol yeah. of a life of beforehand, of like family togetherness and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then you've carried, like, I mean, you stayed with your wife from 18, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, she wasn't my wife then, but yeah, yeah, nah, for sure. That's, <laughs> yeah. But like that that sounds like someone who really likes- uh, Holding on to stuff. Holding on to stuff? Is that something you would say? you saying I'm weird? Is that what you're saying? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, like nostalgic maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, is it, like so, so is it nostalgic or is it more just like like is it? Imagine I'm only with my wife for nostalgic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> she may as well be a film poster. I just hang on the wall. That's all you are, and she won't listen to. She's never listened to a single podcast in her life. Do but, you know how many people would be with their wives because of nostalgic <laughs> reasons? Or their partners, I should say. That actually summarizes so many relationships. <laughs> They're just together uh, for nostalgia. She reminds me of the happier times. Yeah. Not now. We hate each other now, but the happier times. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were you, great. You know, we were young. Yeah. <laughs> I look at her face and just, yeah, I remember that those times on the, on the beach. Um, there were no times on the beach. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah um oh no man it's um i do i do love this place whitby like it is and it's not just for me for other family members it's our favorite place on the planet um not for dracula reasons that's just where i i took from it like the whole town like there's this this abbey that overlooks the the village like it's um it's where he bram stoker got the inspiration to write the book because he woke up in the middle of the night looked out onto and it looks beautiful like it's a stunning like on the cliff edge and everything and there was a thunderstorm and these ships crashed into the the side and there was a big recovery operation and he he had a nightmare all like you know a boat arriving to the UK from Romania and this big black dog jumps off while there's a thunderstorm happening and that's how Dracula arrives and that's where the that's where it started from yeah that's where it kind of how weird is this um Thing, which is yeah, which is funny, I guess, because you know that's the UK was going around invading everywhere. So it's about the in, the in, you know an invasion, I guess. I never actually sorts. thought of that uh, analogy. That's a good point. Actually, I, I didn't invading. until I read Wikipedia this morning. But yeah, it's um, oh really? No, I'm joking. No, it's it's uh, no. Man, I've watched that many documentaries on. It's so sad. I'm so help me, George. I mean, as far as uh, as look, as, firstly, as far as uh, book choices, you will like that's got to be one of the richest. Like Dracula would have to be one of the richestly, uh, like documented and discussed. Yeah, yeah, of it's up almost there. any fandom. Yeah. Okay. Have you? Do you like any other vampire stuff, or is it just Dracula? Um, do you know what? I tried, but no, I couldn't get into it, like Anne Rice or anything like that. I just, no, no, just just Dracula. Not a. Actually, what else is there? That's about it. I think <laughs> you got Twilight. True Blood. I'm True thinking Blood. like just in popular. There's only real teen. Like, yeah, there's only yeah. teen vampire stuff uh, apart Twilight. from Anne Rice. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get into Twilight. Okay, that's, Let's yeah. That, now, that would have been interesting if I came here today and said, the Twilight series, George. Ah, it would have been. The photo of you I'd post would be promoted. People would be like, this is, I'm going to have to listen to this. And the police, and the police will too. Yeah. <laughs> Do not like this at all. This makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> I was, you know, I was tossing up between um, Dracula and Harry Potter. I quite like the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. No, no, you read I, it? Yeah, psh, love it. Yeah, cool. And Lord of the Rings, I didn't realize you're such a... Mate. Yeah. Silmarillion. Oh, wow. You've read that? Multiple times. Wow. Okay. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. That's cool. I'm not saying because it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's no, a no, heavy it's, text. I'm not, yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't mm. think I'm never, never going to be someone who's... It's sadder to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> Numerous times. <laughs> that is crazy because I, I would never have picked you as a... We're learning so much about each other. Yeah, well, I know. Through I, books. What a great idea for a podcast. Uh, there you go. I know. It yeah, is, well it, done. Like, we're finding out a lot about you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. And I'll, you. I was going to ask about uh, that as well, actually, the, the Whitby thing. Because mm. when you said, yeah, so now it's been cheapened horribly by uh, Dracula paraphernalia and stuff being scattered around, which I'm sure has only gotten worse the time in terms of touristy stuff. Yeah. Which is probably like, have you ever been to Edinburgh? Yeah, I love Edinburgh. It's like there how it's got like, it's slowly over time, it's got more and more Harry Potter references as like, yeah, the place where Harry Potter was invented. Yeah, look, I don't know, man. It's it's up in. I, I was there last in two thousand and sixteen. I, I grew up in Scotland, in oh. Aberdeen. Um, I don't know if you've been to Aberdeen. I uh, no. Good. It's a terribly boring place. Now, where where, where is Aberdeen? Uh, north. North. It's the furthest north big city in Britain. So it's northeast. That's the granite city. Aberdeen, it's all, it's, there's a big granite quarries there and all the buildings are made from granite. So they sparkle in the sun, like twilight. That sounds, kind of, it sounds amazing, but there's no sun. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of wasted. It's just like once a year, you get this, you get that effect. Um, and it's, look, man, I, like I grew up there. I was so excited to take my, like my family there. They'd never been, because we always stay in Middlesbrough, which is where my family's from. But like I said, I grew up in, in Aberdeen and, Oh man, that was a big mistake. They were so fucking bored. Yeah, it was just the most boring place, and it's so depressing. Um, but uh, funny thing about Aberdeen is just up the road is a castle called I think it's Slane's Castle. It's called, which is a, a ruined. Which they all are. They're all ruins, pretty much the castles. Mm. Um, and that was the castle that gave Bram Stoker inspiration to do Dracula. Are you so serious? Just, yeah, yeah. So I was just like surrounded. Like I, I had no other choice really. I don't know why more people aren't into it, but yeah. So it's, <laughs> You've been um, indoctrinated in Dracula from like a child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was um, it was kind of cool, man, like being into Dracula and living there and then coming out here and you've just got no... Just to go back to that for a second, though, because it's, it's interesting you're saying that. So basically, so even though you were, born, you were born in Middlesbrough, yeah, but then you moved to Scotland for a bit. yeah. And then you went from there to Melbourne. That's right. Yeah. So you've you been. I've had it. Like you know, you I, I you know, when you talk to people from other cultures, like you like yourself, the Greek culture and stuff like that. And I, I don't know what your life was like growing up here. I can imagine you got called a few things, perhaps. Um, uh, not too bad. No, no, not too bad. No, right. no, no. But uh, I imagine for other cultures as well, like you know, you touched on Indian and things like that. Mm. Um, I was just getting ripped into the whole time. Like I was uh, English guy in Scotland. <laughs> Was, it's probably the worst out of all of them. And then coming out here, um, especially when you're 14, like I, we went from like working class to living in Turek in this massive house. Like it was such a, a shock to the system. Really? I went from like a, a grammar school, in, which sounds posh, but it isn't. It's just the, uh, 
it's just where everyone goes. It's just it's, it's a secondary school. It's a government school. Yeah. Um, which Lord Byron went to, incidentally. He wasn't there at the same time. I'm not that old. <laughs> not, yeah. But he's got history and vampire lore as well. Yeah, Gothic. Oh, sorry, Gothic is what I should say. He, had, he has a history Gothic, of Gothic yeah, yeah, yeah. literature. So, you know, he hung out with uh, Mary Shelley and stuff like that. So there was that mm. connection. Yeah, there's a big statue of him out the front of our school. That's the That was the... He's a good guy. He's a good claim to fame. Yeah, Lord Byron. But Love it, it kind of covered over the the huge cracks of that school. It was a very I don't know if you ever saw Green Chill, but it was just a it was just a, a, a government secondary school. Yeah, yeah. like you know. All right, and you were only there for a little bit as well. I was there for three years. Yeah, yeah. and then came out here and went to St. Kevin's and Turak, which was a big shock. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study. People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big, big, So you, see, I, I don't know if this is as much the, cl- uh, the, the country of origin than the class divide that might have, or maybe oh, both yeah. combined together. It was it was a big culture shock, and also just um, I just like it was an old boys' school, so that mm-hmm. was already weird because I'd just come from co-ed, and like you actually had to do work and call people sir, and you had to wear like we had to wear uniforms in, in Scotland, but like this was like yeah, shirt had to be tucked in and uh, and socks pulled up. Yeah, as you can tell, I had a hard life. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in socks pulled you just don't know, George. Yeah, you just don't know. You weren't there. No, you, you had there. to be there. I spent the first three days of school there just crying my eyes out, like looking out the window longingly. I don't know what I was looking for. There was just a, a hugely expensive oval and swimming pool that I was looking out, but I was just like in tears, just like, just take me home. This is 
the worst. 40 degrees. What's with that? You idiots. You absolute idiots. Ah, oh, what's with the weather? And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, I uh, cried for three days. And then uh, my dad said, why don't you tell them all you'll have Dracula? And then I got beaten up. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> that didn't happen. I didn't, no, that didn't happen. I did go to school in a Dracula t-shirt once and got tea. So I didn't do that ever again. But it's uh, you're really asking for it though. What, but, th- but by that stage, I knew who I was. Like I was kind of like, as in what happened was my dad third day crying hated it. And I said, "Why don't you take a soccer ball in?" Because I was pretty good at soccer, mm-hmm. and I took that in. A uh, few lads came and had a kick at lunchtime, and it was that was it. Yeah. I was I was in. Um, so soccer saved. Like I love. There's the other. I was I was pretty good at soccer. I love soccer. Like that's. Yeah. Soccer and Dracula. You can call it football here if you want. It's Thank you. We're in a safe space. Yeah. But I got called some not very nice names then as well, which, um, you know, something about my sexuality, which we were all at a boys' school. I would have thought we would all be in the same. And anyway, yeah. What do you mean? The, the I, got, same I got called a pufta. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oi, pufta. All the oh, time. No. You're gonna, I, just, I just ignored it. I was like, what, what is this? Like, you're going to see that way more, I think, in a boys' school than you would in anywhere else because, yeah. like, that's the – everyone's paranoid about it. Yeah, 1994. They were back then, yeah. Well, yeah. Now it's I – don't, I don't know. Probably boys' schools are still pretty bad right now. But well, like, I think St. Kevin's is. It's in the news a lot. And it, <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're that St. Kevin's? Yeah, yeah. It's that St. Kevin's, man. And I'd oh, like to dear. say to you, like, was it any – the thing is, back then that was just normal, I think. Uh, it wasn't just St. Kevin's. Like, that type of behavior – well, yeah, that's the problem. Was, was, yeah, that it's, and it's, they just haven't moved on. And like, uh, yeah, I, I hated the place. Right. Yeah. And you were there, there for the rest of your this, school? Actually, year 12, yeah. Okay. And like football was great. That was like, you know, I had a lot of fun with that. And then uh, I got on with most lads, but I just hated the, the culture of that place. And uh, Yeah, it's it's messed up. Yeah, and the the, the favourite, even just, well, I don't just mean the culture in that, that sense. Yes, that, that was awful. And I heard some awful stories and stuff like that. Um, but like... Even just like people who pumped a lot of money into that school, donations mm-hmm. were looked after a lot better than just your regular Joes. So, and it was a lot of Joes. It was a boys' school, <laughs> a lot of regular Joes. <laughs> <laughs> there really would be, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so it's funny how like even in the you almost you you put your kid in private school because you want them to get like favoritism in a way, but then they end up being just down the pecking order in the private schools. So yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, instead yeah. of feeling exactly the same as they would uh, anywhere not else. Not this is fair, but this is, uh, yeah. Well, my kids don't go to a private school. I can tell you that now. Yeah. And even if I did have the money, they wouldn't go to a private school either. Oh, yeah, so, you hated yeah. it that much. Yeah, yeah. Just despised it. I just think it's... Uh, did you go to private school? Or? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's right. Look at would you be doing, a, doing a, a podcast about books. I know. Oh no! I could not be more private school. I am possibly the most private school person exactly you've ever seen. Like I, I think people can sense it. That's actually one of my biggest difficulties in like comedy. Is like people can tell from the second I open my mouth, this motherfucker went to private school. Yeah. He so, knows what epistolary means. I didn't work out. Self-taught, isn't it? <laughs> just out of interest on the side yeah. of also getting private school education. Well, okay. So, look, I think that keeps coming up on this whenever I talk to people about their lives and things like that mm. uh, is how much uh, what's 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 nature versus nurture, blah blah blah. But uh, with you, it seems like you really had an uprooted existence your whole life, almost. And then it sounds like the second you got a chance to. Mm. Put roots down. You really took it immediately. Oh your, God, yeah. With your like girlfriend now wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you were like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Like, we 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 I got bought, a choice. We we bought a house um, 
I say, but we have a mortgage. And we did that like five years ago now. And this is it. Like, uh, I won't move from this house. Like, we we, we never, like, we had a, a home in Scotland. Our home in Scotland and in the UK uh, was my nana and granddad's in Middlesbrough. That was it. Because my mum and dad even, like, they moved houses. They To make money, they would, my dad would work on rigs. They would buy a house. They'd do it, renovate it, and then sell it for a small profit. And, and that's what we did for, like, right. most of my life there. So I was moving house all the time. We came here. We were moving house every single year. Oh really? Year on because the lease would just last a year, and then we moved to another one because we were always told you might be moving to Africa or Argentina or wherever. So the leases were only ever a year, and we'd move on. So I never just really like had, uh, you know, the, the, your, your childhood home. Yeah, it was, was my grandparents in Middlesbrough up the road from Whitby. So I guess yeah, you're right. It, it ties back into stuff like this. Now the house we've got, like we we will live there until. We're old enough to knock it all down, build townhouses on it because it's quite a big block, and that's how we'll retire or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but you just love the idea of that settling down and having Yeah, completely. And, and wow. it's probably too small, but we just it's so homely. We just, I just couldn't care. Really? Couldn't care less, yeah. That's, uh, that's really done. sweet. I, I guess it is. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a psychologist. We talk about this a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it it, it 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 was damaging. Like it's 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 kind of pathetic. You think I've been told not to say that anymore, but it's um, yeah, it was it was tough, man. Like it wasn't. Why are you saying pathetic? Um, just like because there's people who have real issues. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it hurt, man. Like I, 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 you know, my granddad's dead now. We didn't get to spend as much time with him as we would have if had we stayed there. My nana, I was supposed to go back last year to see my nana in mm. May. Um and do comedy in the UK. It was going to be bittersweet, but um, a bittersweet trip because she's uh, she's got Alzheimer's and yeah, and and now like and she's a very ill woman and uh, you know we've been told we can't travel till next year now. Um, so yeah, it's messed up. It is yeah. So I you know you, so you really brace f- yourself for the worst yeah yeah outcome, which is you know uh, yeah, but right kind of sucks, man. Yeah, I don't want that to happen for my kids. Yeah, that's not kind of telling. Like, as in, uh, yeah, it's, mm. and again, yeah, I think it started so early. This, who knows where the fond memories came from? Like having something to hold on to. Yeah, it yeah, obviously yeah. ties into all of this stuff and all of that. So it's not just it's more stability. Yeah, <laughs> Are you yeah. just holding on to stability instead of childhood. I don't know. I know. I'm even trying to read in now that you're doing this. It's like Dracula. He's leaving his country, going to the UK. It's got nothing to do with it, but it was it was worth a try. Well, no, no, that's I uh, threw it out there because the whole point of this we're just using this as a jumping off point. And mm. the thing is, something you might like it for one reason when you're a kid, but then the reason you keep liking it is because of all these extra things you don't even think yeah, about. Yeah, at the yeah, time. yeah. Um, no, no. So the book had this uh, really atmospheric, mm. gothic sensibility, just all the way through the way they described the it. Drips off the page. Yeah. Like you're reading, and you do, like it's you would. You, People today might be like, oh, this is slow because it does spend so much time on just building. Like you just feel yeah. this atmosphere the whole way through. And it's like very central, visceral, like you said at yeah. the start. It's like that. And that means like when it does have these, which in the book, they're very few and far between the really like gory scenes. There aren't that many no. in the book. But compared- some of them are quite shocking. We'll get to it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, as in, they're so shocking. Like, as in, yeah. Like, it was one especially like towards uh, when uh, they they kill one of the the girl that's been whatever. When you're just like, man, this is gruesome. Like, yeah. for back then, and it's not gruesome in like a foul language. It's just very evocative language. Like, very like, as in, yeah. You feel everything well, about it. The um, 
the one that always got me because, like I said, I read the book when I was twelve. So before that, I was reading the, um, <laughs> the kids' one. The kids' one, yeah. She gave him a kiss, and then she went to sleep forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was um, the 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 baby that he feeds to the, yeah. the three the three? I forgot brides. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And the the mum who comes pleading at the castle door, like, please oh my give God, me my I child back. About that. Yeah, and it's 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 horrific. Like you're like, whoa, whoa, they're not going to go there. We're not going to kill, an, uh, like, all right, killing children's one thing, but uh, like a, a newborn baby, we're not doing that. And he feeds the the baby to the. It's it's like it's full on, like it's um, it's you know it, it, the the amount you don't need all the graphic detail because it's just just implant your mind, your nightmares do the rest, and it's um. Yeah, yeah, it's it's horrific. Like that is. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's like because because yeah, I was thinking more about the language, but yeah, that one's just like uh, yeah. the fact that it happens. You're like, this is it's full on. This guy's evil. Like, and it's yeah. scary. It makes it really scary. Yeah. I, and like, tell me, like, I, this is one of the ones I think with some things where I'm reading it, and I'm like, imagine back in the day reading this completely. Like, oh, yeah, you would be like blown away back then. You'd, yeah, you'd be like senses would be up and about if there were not that there were any back then. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was released late eighteen seventy six. I'm having a guess. Is, uh, that's a guess. I'm thinking. No, no, I think, it, I think it's like eighteen ninety eight. Something like right, that. Okay, eighteen ninety six. Late eighteen ninety. Yeah. Okay, because um, the the widow of Bram Stoker had a whole um, uh, what you call it court battle with uh, the filmmakers who made Nosferatu in, in Germany. Um, so it was, you know, it, 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 it she was still alive. Like it was still a, a fresh book. In 1920, like yeah, it was pretty newish. Well, but so, like we're still talking about it now. So imagine back then, it's well, like yeah, exactly, yeah, the cultural so, thing. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great book. I love it. I really thought it was brilliant. I mean, yeah, it's never been out of print for, since. Which I don't think there's too many. I think there's only like the Bible and maybe Frankenstein, or uh, maybe not even that book that has had that long a run. Yeah, really, like never been out of print. I mean, yeah. It's fair enough. I honestly, I was, I, I, I went into thinking, oh, it's an old book. People like it because the idea of it, but obviously yeah. it can't be that good. And I was like, oh no, this is, this is intense. Like yeah. I was so engaged in it. Um, but yeah, to go to go with the the visceral thing again mm. um, with the blood and all that, mm. and you mentioned it at the start as well. Uh, obviously, one of the things about Dracula and the subtext, which it's not really subtext, is uh, the whole sexual element to the whole thing like yeah. no one's banging everyone's banging like is in this whole thing of an old man preying on youth and taking advantage of it it's very 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 intertwined in the story this sexual yeah. element to it all um did that something that you noticed when you were not not when i was 12 and not when you were 12 no not just and not until i saw bram stoke the film uh bram stoke's dracula and uh look that's not strictly true. That so, like I said to you, that my mum would record Hammer horror films for me. So, like the the, the early Dracula films, like oh, up until sixty six, were were like very gothic films. But then, as soon as you started getting towards the seventies, that's when the whole like tits and ass thing became a big deal. So I'd be like, "Oh, Dracula film, great! Sit down to watch it," and I'd be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so. Then it was like, well, that's just really pumping this stuff out a lot. My mum would make me fast forward past the sex scenes. Hilarious. Which made it even more in, intense. It was no one can the, see your hand going up and down right yeah, now. Fast no, forward no, motion. Not, yeah, it's not, it's not, I'm not joking off. But like, but like no, you just show yeah. the action of what the people yeah, like, are doing. Yeah, like going like even faster. So it was like even like, whoa, that's how it's done. Um, so it didn't make yeah. it any better. But yeah, so that... 
I, I just kind of always thought it was like they just did it for the seventies because it's for films and stuff like that. But yes, it's it's I guess it's dripping in it. Mm. And um, it wasn't until Bram Stoker, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula came out, which was like the greatest moment of my life as a Dracula fan because it was just like stuff from the sixties with Christopher Lee, stuff from the thirties Bela Lugosi. Then all of a sudden, boom! That was a huge film. That was like the the um that that broke the box office records for that year and it was a, a 18 uh, r i don't think it was r here but in the uk it was 18 certificate and it was still breaking the record so everyone was going to see it really was it that big it was huge yeah it was a huge and it was a, a gothic film and actually start kickstarted the whole it's probably why we have twilight it's probably that film's fault mm. because it kickstarted this whole interest in in gothic cinema gothic um stories you know it was it was three years later we had uh kenneth branner's frankenstein film um jack nicholson's werewolf film like the it just kick-started this whole thing and it just carried on vampire film after vampire film before like we had uh 28 days later came out and started the whole zombie mm. uh thing which is still kind of ongoing to a yeah. point it's but, still very much ongoing yeah, yeah but it was it really kick-started that whole thing uh with with uh, and and music as well like there was a uh, number one hit, I think it got to number one. Annie Lennox's um, song for a vampire, I think it was called, was was num- like a, like a number one song for a Dracula film. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. That's a dream thing for you as well as a fan. Like, I love that. Song. It's probably a shit song, but I loved it. Yeah, 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 you know, I had the soundtrack on cassette. Um, it was just everything. There was T-shirts. There was yeah, yeah. with Dracula on it. It was just yeah. Um, it's a, it's a. Because it, it's like a B movie almost, like the way he made it. It's like, oh yeah, completely. It's, he, he, it's bonkers, like in that in that sense. I just love how much heart everyone's making out. <laughs> it's just yeah, so yeah. funny. Like, this is some intense making out going in this movie. You don't see that much. Yeah, and and well, and um, it turns out later because like there was a making of on the VHS. So this is like before DVD. There was a you know when, which all has making ofs as soon as DVDs came out, special features. This came of a little making of documentary on it. And um, it was like, wow, he really he was into this film. You find out later on he was just making this film because he just needed, like, to. He had money issues. Like, yeah. he didn't give a shit about fucking Dracula at all. Mm. But you know, it was, um, it was, it's a, it's quite a beautiful film to watch. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, it's bright, it's colorful, like it's Keanu Reeves dark is well. horrendous. I love Keanu, but oh yeah, it's not a, it's not a good movie in the sense of theater like a film yeah it's a good movie in terms of yeah that schlocky yeah horror thing but it's it does well yeah it's, it's gothic fun. it's yeah it's, it's sexy it's fun. yeah incredibly so oh yeah definitely. <laughs> oh baby yeah well yeah. Like, that's what i was gonna say you mentioned the fortune teller mentioning your <laughs> horniness that's why i was like but I'm not, is that I'm, something you want to talk to no, yeah. <laughs> tell us about that man no it's not <laughs> tell I, us about your first yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just bit this girl on the neck and uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd, just as much as anyone else, I've discovered. That's probably as much as I like it. Yeah, much, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I did work in doing graphic design for pornography for four years, but that was that wasn't because I was like, oh, I can't wait to do that. It was just you've gone. <laughs> hang on, what? <laughs> wait, yeah, that okay. was my first graphic design job. It was in four years. Yeah, like the front covers of movies, or yeah, what? yeah, for, yeah, yeah, in Australia, yeah. It's like uh, that was full on. Okay, mm. um, I feel like those aren't the most uh, recognized pieces of artwork that no. is graphic design. Like I feel most porno covers are not exactly renowned for being. No, um, the the company called Vivid had pretty cool covers, but what what it is is we just formatted them for Australian release. 
That was it. Oh, wow. Because, you know, it's illegal to have it here. What? It's illegal to have pornography, porno films, X-rated films in Australia. Like as in to film them? To sell them. Really? It's, it's a real weird loophole, yeah, this is, and which this company exploited. It's, it's, it's illi- it was at this time, I'm not sure if it still is, this is like going back to 2009. Mm-hmm. It was illegal to, you could sell them in Canberra, mm-hmm. but you couldn't sell them anywhere else unless they were certified by the Australian um, uh, government uh, through the classification board. Mm-hmm. So you had to have a lot of things cut out of film, like you couldn't have a you couldn't have an X-rated film with weapons in it, so you couldn't have hot hardcore sex and someone holding a gun, even if they don't use it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, on the covers, if you were releasing a hardcore film and it had like the guy holding guns, like if you're doing like a Rambo, like I don't know why I said Rambo, but you know what I mean, like a Rambo um, porn Rambo. That's Rambo. The there you porno go. Version, Perfect. Yeah, yeah Rambo. And he's holding like his bazookas. That's. Not a he's holding his guns. You have, we had to Photoshop them out and maybe like make it look like he was holding something else. Oh no! Like I don't. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So it did oh, take some creativity. So yeah, yeah. So like there, there was stuff like you couldn't have like because um, we released in New Zealand as well, and New Zealand you weren't allowed to have any fluids on the covers. So there was a lot of photoshopping um, techniques being used. And, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was just to make it legal to sell in, in just Australia. on the cover. That's what you had to just change. the cover, yeah. and and they would have to edit. So, so we had to also had uh, editing suite where people worked editing the films. And the funny thing is, man, there was some some really talented people in these these rooms. Like one of them is now one of the the best selling authors in Australia, Christian White, who's uh, released two books, and they're being made into Netflix films and and like series and stuff like that. Um, re- amazing! I wish I remember. I'll look them up and tell them. Like, just amazing author, mm. um, and uh, yeah, like a, a film director. She was working there. The Summer De Rocha, her name was, and like she's just super talented as well. But yeah, they were all out in this editing these films to make them legal to sell in Australia. It's just a real <laughs> it's yeah. such a sordid sounding thing. Yeah, it, it, well, making it, porn legal to sell. It, well, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't because they were taking like out, like violence from it and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, it, it just it, sounds hilarious. Yeah, it, it's it was a weird. Job. We're just trying to get porn to more people. <laughs> just let's get it. That's what they want, George. It's what they want. Yeah. Who are we to deny them? Exactly. So. um yeah, that was a that was a weird job. So yeah, I man, the sex thing. Maybe maybe he was maybe the fortune teller was seeing that in my future. Seeing the future, yeah. And he was like, this guy's gonna be seeing a lot of dick, <laughs> and he's and he gonna right. feel confused about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that, that's the reason I asked because like that is like a, such a big part of the fact that you mentioned the fortune teller mentioning it, and like it is such a big part of Dracula. But maybe the, the fortune teller is a Dracula fan, so he knows what it means. <laughs> if you like vampires, you like this. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that's a good point. You see, I think it already connects more to continuity almost but like were you a bit of a lovey lovey dovey because like the other part about dracula mm. is there is kind of that romance element to it i'm so hack at that stuff no i'm terrible uh, i'm not a, like a romantic guy yeah no nah. but Sorry. okay not, not in terms of gestures but in terms, well, i already think the answer is that you are you mean at heart yeah yeah oh yeah definitely yeah like i um i yeah i'm i'm still madly in love with my wife oh so, yeah God. She can't stand me. 
That's disgusting. Jeez, like, <laughs> yeah. You make me sick. Yeah, exactly. I prefer if it was a weird <laughs> sex thing. Oh, God. Um, you still love your wife? Yeah, that's... Oh. Someone take this guy to man this heart. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously, yeah. too many times. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's like... Yeah, I'm so, that's, that's weird. I've never that, that is the other... Uh, yeah, no, because that, that is uh, the... the uh, you know, the the main characters are very much in love and figuring it out that stuff in terms of Yeah, Harkness Jonathan and Harker and Mina. And Mina, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and is like I don't know about the Dracula love thing. No, no, that's her. not that's a poisonous toxic which I feel like the movie the Bram Stoker's like the nineties one, that kinda of made that more of a thing, which is yeah. not in the books at all. No, and and there was they they made it sound like it was the first time that, that had been looked at, but there was a film with Jack Palance where he played Dracula. And it's basically Bram Stoker's Dracula um, script. So it, it was a made-for-TV. Oh, such a nerd. God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> it's crazy. You're ready to keep going. Really, yeah. <laughs> All you yeah. needed was me to be like, what? Yes, Actually, okay. Up. Yeah. So if on that note, though, mm. because you're so uh, knowledgeable, best Dracula movie. Yep. Easy. Horror of Dracula uh, by Hammer Horror. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Which is not near the book whatsoever. Horror of Dracula. Horror of Dracula. Yeah, nineteen fifty. I think it's fifty-eight, fifty-six. Really, and this is brilliant. Six, six, seven, yeah, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Okay, yeah. Horror of Dracula. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. So okay, yeah. check it out. Loved it. Um, cool. Well, I think that's kind of. Uh, we've jumped around a lot, but yeah, uh, we didn't even touch on like the book. <laughs> no, we did the book plenty, but I guess the uh, your own. History was much better. That was fun. Um, yeah, cool. Such a nerd. <laughs> you're, such, you're such a nerd. Uh, yeah. Do you? I guess one thing I always ask: uh, Do you feel like you've got any new connections between yourself and the book? New connections? Yeah, very pretty hard at this point. But yeah, this conversation. No, like I haven't read it for a while, man. Um, like I said, because it's just been so ingrained in my my own personal history. Uh, that's why I went with it. Um, my my kids. I think my daughter likes hasn't read it, but she's she she reads a book a week. Oh wow! Like she's insanely um, what's the word? Bookish, bookish. Yeah, let's say that uh, intelligent. I guess she's, she's <laughs> Literally? really like with English, yeah, and literature. She's just uh, like lich- like, and I'm not talking kids. She's 14. Like she's reading novels uh, yep. once a week. She she'll she'll chew through one. Um, I think she has interest in it. Like, yeah, like the, oh, she, she thinks that that's cool. Let's put it that way. She, she said that the other. I overheard her saying it about you. Yeah, oh, she's no like way. her mum. Like she's like mum's lovely. She was talking to her brother. She's like mum's lovely in that, but you know, like dad's dad's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I overheard it, and I, I told my wife, and she's just like, "Fuck, fuck you!" And you were so happy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah. She loves New Order, so she oh, gets wow. it. Yeah, she and she it. thinks you're cool. Yeah. And my son agreed. He's like, yeah. And she wears, she even though I'm like way too big, but she wears my, my like stuff that doesn't fit me. She loves wearing her dad's clothes, like his jumpers, things like that. Oh my I'm God. talking about his, his jumpers. He's the third yeah. person. You should meet him sometime, George. He's great. He's well, cool. It's a weird sex thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds adorable. You big Softy, fluffy, fluffy, cuddly bear. No one would expect from the filth that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Comedy <laughs> venues. Um, cool. All right, uh, just quickly, uh, anyone, wants, anyone wants to follow you? Where can they follow you? Where can they catch you? Um, on Instagram, Matt O'Neill Thunderbastard. One word. Pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt dot com. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. and I'll that'll take you to all the links to 
stuff. I'll put it Thank in you. Anyway. Please follow me. Fuck. All right. Uh, yeah, well, thanks very much for being on. Cheers, George. Nice. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.